Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Esa tres. Meza Lanza. Judge. Batazo. Profundo por el izquierdo. Olvídala. Esa se va. Se va. Se fue. La número 61 se fue. Muévase un poquito, Roger Maris. Hay otro que se quiere sentar en la mesa. El juez, Aaron Judge, culpable de empatar el récord de los Yankees, de empatar el récord de la Liga Americana. Llegó norte de la frontera, Aaron Judge, el número 61. All right, Mike Sielski. Uh, it's been a lot of years since I took high school Spanish. So I I got about half of that. Yeah. I, Numero sente uno. Yes. Got I, that part. I got Aaron Judge. <laughs> Roger Maris? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I got some of it, right? American League. But here's what I got. It was a brilliant call. The excitement. We talked earlier about Scott Fransky being in the moment mm-hmm. and those big calls and Vin Scully being in the moment. You know who's in the moment in the big calls? Our next guest. Our next guest, one Ricky Ricardo, who is nice enough to join us today. Rick, that call of Aaron Judge's 61st home run, again, I, you know, my, my Spanish is not what it once was. I got about half a—it was brilliant. Uh, you, were, you were magnificent. Magnif- you. you were magnifico. Thank you, Glenn. Mike, uh, it was a heck of a moment. I enjoyed it. It couldn't happen to a better guy than Aaron Judge, believe you me. Uh, what you missed— let me see. What did you miss, Glenn? You missed, I said, it happens north of the border, norte de la frontera. Okay. Uh, we tied the Yankee. I say in there it ties the Yankee record. It ties the American League record. And basically the angle was move over, Roger Maris. Someone else needs to sit at the table with you for now. And his name is Aaron Judge, who is guilty of tying the record. Culpable. Guilty of that's a little judge. Yeah, I got it. You got a little play on words. It was, yeah. it was great. Um, for those who don't know, Rick uh, Ricky Ricardo is the Spanish. I said it earlier. Spanish language voice of the Yankees and also the Eagles. Let's let's first talk about the, that judge moment and, and what it means. Yeah, Rick, put this into context for Philadelphia baseball fans, if you can. What does this mean to the Yankees and the franchise, um, given all the history of that franchise with respect to Maris and Babe Ruth, et cetera, et cetera, and then Major League Baseball as a whole? Well. Number one, a lot of people, including Roger Maris Jr., who's been along for the ride at each and every game when Judge got to about 58-59. There are a lot. I was stunned by this, guys. But there are a lot of people 
that consider this to be the legitimate, real home run record. They put aside the Bonds number. They put aside the McGuire and the Sosa, you know, the home run totals as being stained by the steroid era. Yeah, I'm kind of. By the way, I'm kind of with them. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, Glenn, you you are you are part of a growing portion of baseball fans that are coming out now and saying this is the real deal. And to have Roger Maris, remember when McGuire was hitting all those home runs, he was attached at the hip to the Maris family. We saw it right in front of our eyes on television, you know, with cut-ins every night on all the networks. And now Roger Maris Jr., who's here every night, has come out publicly and said, you know, I'm not breaking any news here. He was asked by the media the other night, and he said that he considers this to be the legitimate home run record. Now, obviously the Yankees with all the championships and all the, the history, the lore, you know, Judge has done something now that Babe Ruth didn't do. Babe Ruth, who owns every record, I was, I was at the Yankee Museum yesterday by chance, and Babe Ruth owns just about all the offensive records of the history of the Yankees. It's a batting average, RBI, everything. OPS, it's all Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. This is something that even the Bambino yeah. never did. You know, So here's Roger Maris, who wore number nine, played right field. Here's Aaron Judge, who wears number... 99, yep. and also plays right field. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between the two guys. It happened, you know, basically 61 years ago. It was 1961, so 61 years ago. You know, the uh, the, the numerations here, the, the way they, the numerologists look at this thing is also very, very interesting, uh, the way that this has happened. And look, when it finally gets broken here, and who knows whether we'll be able to play today or tomorrow, there's only two home games left. Uh, here at Yankee Stadium, and then we go to Texas for four games, including a doubleheader on Tuesday. But at whatever point Judge uh, does break this record, I, I think the big headline out of this, guys, is how many people are going to begin a very serious debate on whether this is the legit record. I Listen, I agree. And one more thing about this, and then I want to talk to you about the Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't get the national attention that it would have once upon a time, uh, nor did Albert Pujols hitting 700 home runs. Just kind of your observation on, um, and listen, I know you're in the middle of it, so your excitement was palpable as it should be, but it it didn't become the national story that maybe it should have. Um, I guess I'm saying that and asking if you would agree or disagree. Oh, I agree, and, and I think it starts with the fact, Glenn, that outside of guys like you, Mike, who's on top of all the sports that are going on myself, nationally, baseball in general is not a headline. Uh, none of the big you know, debate shows on, on the four-letter network or on Fox, or, nobody talks about baseball anymore. You know, they, I hear more conversation about LeBron James than I do about Aaron Judge getting close to breaking a big baseball. I hear more record. about LeBron's son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, baseball has kind of fallen off of the front pages, per se, uh, of a lot of sports media lately. So uh, I, I think, as compared to when it was making a comeback post the strike in the in the mid to late nineties, and you know when McGuire and Sosa were were chasing the, the original Maris sixty one. I, I still think back then baseball had a bigger piece of Americana. I think the National Football League is just so, so big. The headlines in the NBA, which are now year-round, have really just soaked up a lot of the enthusiasm. You know, you mentioned Albert Pujols. He's only, what, the 
fourth guy ever to hit 700 home runs. He hit one last night, 701. And even that has kind of flown under the radar. Yep. So I, I agree with you, Glenn. I think it's a shame. But baseball, to a certain extent, has become a niche sport a la hockey. And I'm as big a hockey lover as, as you guys are. But those are two sports that are not, you know, in the, in the pantheon of, of everyone's morning, you know, coffee anymore as is the NFL and the NBA. So I think that has a lot to do with the fact that baseball records, as cherished as they are, and baseball is the sport that cherishes its records more than anyone else, but it's kind of on the back burner of, uh, of the front of mind of the sports fan. Ricky, let's shift gears uh, and talk about tomorrow's Eagles-Jaguars game. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the Jaguars so far under Doug Peterson? Um, and what do you think the atmosphere will be like there tomorrow? I think Doug Peterson's return, per se, will be night and day different as the Carson Wentz reunion that we saw <laughs> last week. Uh, I'll, I'll start with that. Look, there, there's not a negative word that can be said about Doug Pe- I don't think, uh, unless you really you know go through layers and try to nitpick. But Doug Peterson brought this franchise its greatest moment ever as its head coach. Uh, the parting of the ways, Mike, you can speak to this, and Glenn, you guys can speak to this even more than I can, of, of just all the, the ins and outs of what caused the end of the Peterson-Eagle uh, relationship and how that all worked out. But number one, I think the fans will welcome him with open arms. And as far as the Jaguars, this team has started to reload. Remember, they were in the AFC championship game the same year that the Eagles beat Minnesota, and they had a 20-10 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter against the Patriots that year with Blake Bortles at <laughs> yeah. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. If they don't choke that lead away, that Eagles Super Bowl in Minnesota would have been against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they took a, a turn to you know for the worst since then, but now they're starting to bounce back. They've got a lot of young talent. I think you know the, the Urban Meyer debacle last year, may have uh, set back Trevor Lawrence's development a little bit, the entire franchise's development a little bit. But I think Doug Peterson is doing a marvelous job with a very, very talented group of young players who should have beat the Commanders in Week 1 and really should be coming into this game also with a record of 3-0. and I take this team very, very seriously. I kind of look at it as a possible trap game if the Eagles are starting to read mm. their own clipping. I look, as, own, I look at it as a trap game for the Jags, actually. Uh, well, if that makes any sense. I do. After that big win last week, them going back on the road, I think, is tough. I want to play one thing because we played Ricky's Aaron Judge uh, cut, uh, which was brilliant. This is Rick last weekend. Quedan dos segundos. Queda un segundo. Hurts con el, el balón, el pase. Y touchdown! Touchdown Devante Smith en la esquina. Oh, otra jugada magnífica. Devante Smith dando el salto. En la esquina del end zone, Devontae Smith, tómale la foto, y los Eagles anotan con cero en el reloj. Oh, otra recepción increíble de Devontae Smith. Rick, if you could, moving forward, try to pick up the enthusiasm just a little bit. It's it's uh, it's rough D- to listen to you, Rick. No no excitement at all. You, should I have decaf? 
before the game? No, uh, no, you should not. You should do exactly what you're doing. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure game. to pleasure to listen that, to you with both. That was a tremendous play. And it was right under, you know, in, in Washington, our booths are in the corner. Yeah. Of the oh, yeah. I've heard Merrill mention that once or twice. Yeah, and, and I'm right next to Merrill in, in, at FedEx Field. And that play happened right in that corner of the end zone, right below us. So you get a really good up-close view of just how difficult that catch was by Devontae Smith, who has just turned it on after being a non-factor in week one. Look, it all depends on whether Judge breaks this record today, whether I'll be able to call tomorrow's game. I can't be in two places at the same time. Yeah. And the Yankee organization has kind of hinted to me, uh, you know, we really do want the 62 to be your voice and not some fill-in that comes in for you. Oh, I appreciate wow. that. Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. and you you're, you have the opportunity to see history. But you get you, listen, you get to call the Eagles into the playoffs this year, no problem. I, I, uh, yeah, there's plenty of Eagles left to go. You're right. One last question before we go, and I just want to close with Judge. Um, what do you think happens after this year? Ooh, you know, that's interesting because, you know, here comes a kid out of a little farm town, Linden, California, a little farming community in Northern California, grew up a Giants fan, grew up a Barry Bonds fan. He, now, he, you know, if you ask mm-hmm. Judge, he'll tell you, no, the record is 73 because he grew up watching you know, that, that tremendous run that Barry had as a San Francisco Giant. He bet on himself after turning down the 221, whatever, however many it was, million-dollar offer that the Yankees made him on opening day of all days. Yeah. Uh, and he is he, he might win the Triple Crown on top of the, uh, you know, setting these home run records. He's, you know, within a couple of points of, uh, of a rise leading the American League. So, uh we don't know. He's going to test free agency. Now, the Yankees will have, what, it's about a three-, four-day window, guys, that, yes. the, that the team that, that you're playing with has for exclusive negotiations right after the World Series, but it's no more than four or five days at the most. So if they don't get something done, uh, number one, there'll be a tremendous fan revolt here. He is the face of this franchise. He is to this era what yeah. Derek Jeter was. Sure, the, yeah. To the late 90s, early 2000s. That's what Judge is to this group of Yankee fans. So I, I don't think the Yankees and Brian Cashman will be foolish enough to let him slip through their hands. I think he will sign a very, very, very hefty contract, whether it's Mike Trout range money, who knows. But he will stay a Yankee. I think he will spend his whole year, uh, his whole career uh, as a Yankee. Uh, but, you know, it might be treacherous between the time that the World Series ends and, and then he finally puts his name on the dotted line. It's really going to be interesting because if you know anything about Yankees history, and I know you do, Ricky, you remember, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Cashman went toe to toe with Derek Jeter, <laughs> you know, when mm-hmm. when Jeter's contract expired, and that was toward the end of his career. It was really it was up in the air at the time. You're talking 2010, 2011 that that Jeter wouldn't finish his career with the Yankees. Um, so it's it's going to be, I think, the story of the offseason in Major League Baseball. He, he told Jeter back then, go out. Get your best offer and come back to me with your best offer. And who knows? Uh, you know, it, it, are, is it the Giants? Is it Gabe Kapler's Giants that make Judge a tremendous offer and and maybe overpay him? You know, to bring that big of a name to that organization. I don't know what negotiation yeah. tactic the Yankees are going to take with Judge. I just know that they, they damn sure better resign the guy because he is adored in this town. Well, as he should be. And Rick, you are adored as a broadcaster. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, one of these days we'll share a beer, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Be well, Rick. Thanks so much Th- for the time. Thanks, Ricky. Thank you, guys. All right. See you. See you later. Great guy. Yeah, tremendous guy. I would be surprised if Judge signed with the Giants only because 
of that ballpark and those conditions. Like his numbers mm-hmm. aren't going to be as good mm-hmm. playing in San Francisco 81 games yeah. a year as they would be at Yankee Stadium. Good pernt. Uh, Mike Sielski, uh, where are you going this afternoon? Oh, I have a uh, cool event in Collingswood, New Jersey. I'm going to the Collingswood Book Festival to talk about the rise, Kobe Bryant, and the pursuit of immortality. So as soon as we finish up here, be heading to South Jersey. Right. How about you? What do you got going on? Uh, what I have going on? I am uh, going home and laying out uh, tomorrow's pregame show, and then tonight I am going to watch... Uh, my taking my wife to see the play something rotten at the Swarthmore Players Club. Ah, very nice. And by the culture. way, uh, just to let you know, three weeks from now, there's another play at the Swarthmore Players Club. As long as we're uh, doing endorsements for ourselves, I, I have heard uh, the play Clue, the hilarious play Clue, based on the hilarious movie Clue, is opening up on uh, October 21st at the Swarthmore Players Club. And I am Colonel Mustard, my friend. Let, let me say something. You can, yeah, go ahead. No, I just Clue is one of my. I have two sons, Evan and Gabe, who are 11 and 8, and it is one of their favorite movies. They watch it, I'm talking once a week they watch it. Um, I don't think they get all the jokes, but they they love it nonetheless, and we are looking forward to seeing the show. I appreciate that, and as you can see now, I shaved off my beard and kept the mustache. Because they take the publicity photos the other day, and Colonel Mustard has a bushy mustache and no beard. So, well, we, you've gone from bushy to creepy. I have to say, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I little, hope it's bushy by the time the play opens. Uh, well, no, I sh- yeah, I shaved it down after that. But nonetheless, you can get tickets for that at pcstheater.org. And I hope to see everybody out there. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're uh, going to noon, and then leading off, and then Phillies baseball. Phillies at Washington, looking like they're gonna they're gonna at least try to get this thing going at one o'clock. Hey, for most business people, a meeting with their banker can be a trip to the dentist. Oh, my. But talk to Meridian customers. You know what? You get a different story. Their business lenders come at things from your point of view, and they bring a ton of useful guidance and advice. Mostly, they're a genuinely fun group. I speak from personal experience. Hey, the word is getting out. If you'd like to take the stress out of your business banking, Meridian is the go-to bank. Check them out at meridianbanker.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.